Welcome into another edition of the Hops and Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Green. And are you still doing dry January or has 2021 uh, kicked you back into just the uh, regular drinking January? Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week as we continue our dry January highlights. This time we go to the spirit side after last week talking with Athletic Brewing and the craft beer side or the non-alcoholic craft beer side of dry January. We'll talk to Laura Lashley here in just a little bit. And don't forget to stick around for the end of the episode as I give you a little bit more information on our Drinking Buddies giveaway. Because if you haven't signed up yet, you're missing out on a great giveaway, including some 450 North beer details following our interview with Laura. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hop Spirits, all one word. And you can also find us on YouTube now. Let's not waste any more time. And joining us here on the Hops and Spirits podcast for Dry January is Laura Lashley, the National Education Manager for Seedlib Spirits where she leads the brand's training and advocacy programs here in America. Laura, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for having me. Now, a nice little icebreaker. I was reading your, your bio that you sent us before, before the, uh, the episode, and you've lived a, a few different places. Where's the favorite, what's your favorite place you either lived in or got to go visit? Oh, wow. That is a tough one. Put you on the spot to start. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hard <laughs> questions right off the bat. Um, honestly, I, you know, I live, I live in Los Angeles now, um, which is great. And, you know, the weather is hard to beat, but um, I lived in New York City for 14 years and it just, I think my heart will always be in New York. So I'm going to have to go East Coast as my answer for that one. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm an East Coast guy, although I've not lived in the big cities, more of the nice little rural towns uh, in West Virginia and Kentucky. So, nice. <laughs> now we're we're here to talk a little bit about Dry January. Uh, you know, but we we did beer last week with Athletic Brewing. Now we're going to talk spirits, and that brings us to Seedlip Spirits. What is Seedlip Spirits for those that have may may not have heard of it or are unsure of it? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I know it's it's an, a new concept, a non-alcoholic spirit. So uh, that is what we call ourselves at Seedlip. We're a non-alcoholic spirit inspired by nature. Um, and it is uh, inspired by uh, traditional distilling techniques that were kind of around in the 1600s. Um, we, we use botanical flavors to kind of create these delicious, complex uh you know, no sugar, no alcohol spirits um, that you can use to, you know, to build a, a beautiful non-alcoholic cocktail or drink really simply with a premium ginger ale or a premium tonic water. And then the the creator was Ben Branson. How did he come up with the idea for Seedlip? Because to me, that's an interesting story on how you all got started. Yeah, that's a um the, the origin story for Seedlip is really unique. I think Ben, um, as you mentioned, Ben Branson is the creator and he has a really interesting family history. He, uh, his mother's family has been farming in Northern England for um, over nine generations. So there's 300 years of agriculture history in his background. Um, they farm primarily English peas, which he's super passionate about. Um, but, but basically Ben was growing some rare herbs in his garden uh, you know, he, he loves nature. He loves, you know, growing things and, and being connected to nature. So he was trying to figure out if he could make something unique with these plants that he was growing. Uh, and in doing that, he did a bunch of research and came across a book uh, that was published in 1651 called The Art of Distillation. 
Uh, and in this book, it really piqued his curiosity because there was both alcoholic and non-alcoholic recipes. Uh, and so he thought, okay, if they were making non-alcoholic distillates in the 1600s, you know, I could, I could certainly try my hand at doing something like that today. So he bought a copper pot still off the internet, started tinkering. Uh, and that really was all kind of coming from his own experience of going out, you know, to really nice restaurants and bars and when he wasn't drinking, having really poor choices. So basically having to choose between like super sugary mocktails, uh, which is a word we try to avoid at Seedlip, um, or having to basically drink water, or Diet Coke. And so he thought there was really a place for a sophisticated adult non-alcoholic um, you know, beverage that would kind of stand alongside food and really complement the occasion. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's where Seedlip started. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a fascinating story because I, I just imagine him going into a, you know a, a restaurant asking for an, as you said a mocktail type drink and he gets this big pink fruity thing and he's trying to eat a nice steak or something and that just probably did not sit, sit well yeah. sit well with him at the time. Yeah, yeah, he always talks about like that experience of basically looking across the table, seeing you know your friends having a Manhattan and your other friend having a really nice glass of red wine and it's like you know the food it goes with the food and all this stuff and then the waiter bringing over this like childish sort of like gigantic pink sugary fruit bomb um which you know a doesn't match the occasion looks totally you know childish or looks looks off in the setting but then also like obviously flavor on the palate just like completely not complimenting this the food or the flavor so yeah i think i think it's it was a it was a need that he saw that i think um you know seedlip really fits into and then, you know, you, you kind of touched on it, you know, he kind of read the book to learn, learn the distilling process, but it still took him some time to really kind of nail it down. But now he, you know, you all have kind of a, a very timely process. How does that process differ from what might, one might expect when you're making a spirit? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, obviously he, like I said, he bought a copper pot still off the internet and kind of started tinkering, but it definitely took a little bit more science than that to, to land on the final, the final product and liquid for Seedlip. Um, there are lots of ways to make, you know, a non-alcoholic product, but um, at Seedlip, you know, the, the botanical ingredients are really important. So we actually do use alcohol in the process to extract flavor out of those ingredients. So um, unlike say a copper pot still gin, where you kind of throw all of the botanicals into the neutral grain spirit and kind of distilled them all together. Each individual botanical uh, gets a separate process with Seedlip because they are all so sort of scientifically different. They need, you know, different maceration times, different ABVs, different temperatures um, in order to extract their sort of maximum flavor. Uh, so there is a quite lengthy process, but, um, you know, we, we extract the, the sort of peak flavor from each individual botanical um, distill it for uh, concentration and for stability, and then they are filtered, blended, and bottled together to create the three different expressions. And then how how difficult was it for folks to kind of grasp this idea of a non-alcoholic spirit? Because, I mean, I'll, you know, there's been some non-alcoholic beers that have been around for a while, but even that was kind of like taboo unless you were like the designated <laughs> dri driver type thing. Um, how difficult was it for, you know, Ben and, and Seedlip to kind of go out there and you know, show people that, no, this is a, a quality product that, that you'll enjoy. Yeah, I, I honestly think it was the right product at the right time. Um, you know, there's a huge shift 
I think happening in our cultural landscape in terms of what people care about. You know, we know that people are putting a huge amount of emphasis into like knowing what they put into their bodies and taking care of themselves. The health and wellness industry is booming. Um, you know, people are drinking less globally. Uh, and when they are drinking, they're drinking more premium products and things that they are, you know, are handcrafted or um, organically made or whatever. So, so there really kind of was a cultural shift already at play that I think made this really the right time for Seedlip to sort of take off. Um, you know, Ben always kind of talks about his first listing for Seedlip was at Selfridges, uh, which if you're not familiar, is like a beautiful department store in the UK um, that also has a really premium grocery and a premium wine and spirits section. Um, and, you know, he didn't really know if people would respond to this product because it was such a sort of wild idea. Um, and he, you know, hand bottled his first thousand bottles and thought, okay, this is going to last me like a while. We'll see if anybody's into this non-alcoholic spirit thing. And he took it to Selfridges and it had sold out within a week. Um, and he had to make another thousand bottles and those sold out within a day. And then when they listed it online, his next thousand bottles sold out in an hour. So he was like, oh, okay, I think I'm onto something. I think people actually want this. I think this fits a need for people's lives. Um, and I think, you know, that's not to say that there haven't been people that have been resistant or um, haven't been hiccups along the way. But I think, you know, the demand is, is there for sure. I love that. Ah, I might hold on to, you know, these might be here for a month and the yeah. next thing you know, and, and like one month he's already sold 3000 instead of the thousand. That's, that's just crazy to hear that. Um, you know, obviously you guys are doing things a little different in terms of how you're making spirits and stuff. What are there unique challenges that go with that, that maybe nor so-called normal distillers don't face, um, because of what you're, you're doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, there's different challenges for sure. I think um, not that it's easier or harder to make, you know, any kind of product, but it, it the stability and the shelf life, of course, are um, something with an NA product that are different. Um, and as I mentioned, sugar doesn't, uh, Seedlip doesn't have any sugar. So um, the sort of science around getting a shelf stable product that doesn't need to be refrigerated um, is tricky. And also it was quite important to Ben that Seedlip be clear um, and that it really and not be cloudy or sort of, you know, a certain color because he really wanted it to sit alongside premium spirit offerings on a back bar and really kind of hold that place. Um, and so that is to get, you know, a flavorful shelf stable non-alcoholic product that you can leave on your back bar once it's opened and it's clear uh th those do definitely present some scientific challenges but um we're really proud of the liquid and and you know the the way that it behaves in cocktails i think is really special i was gonna say you you, you all must be doing something right because it's it's worldwide now and, it, and it's doing great um switching gears a little bit and talking a little bit about yourself um how did you get into a career in drinks? Um, because I mean, you, you were, before you joined the Seedlip team, you were head bartender, bar manager for one of the bigger New York city, city bars. So how did you wind up in, in this crazy industry? <laughs> uh, good question. I like a lot of people in the hospitality industry. I went to acting school. So kind of a, kind of a, a bartender cliche. I was, um, I went, went to acting school in New York um, and needed to pay the bills and stuff. Post-college, I found myself working in bars and restaurants, and I just kind of fell in love with it. I, I got so much genuine satisfaction out of, um, you know, serving people and, and being behind a bar, um, and I also loved the creative outlet of, 
making cocktails. And I, I started bartending in about 2008, um, 2007. So this was kind of when craft cocktails were really taking off. And um, I just thought it was a really exciting thing to be part of. So I got swept up in that moment and uh, I stayed, you know, bar managing and bartending in New York for about 12 years until I moved to LA and started working with Seedlip. I was going to say, how, how much fun is it to come up with creative cocktails or how, how much fun is it to be doing a cocktail event for, you know, 400, 500, uh, very important people to, to companies. Cause I think I read that, that you guys were having to do events on that large of a scale. Yeah. I, you know, I worked, I worked everywhere from like really small craft cocktail bars, uh, to working with really top catering companies that were doing, you know, 2000 person events at the Met. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of fun challenges that come with those different environments. But I think, and that's, I think, partially why I got so excited to be involved with Seedlip, because when you work in all of these different environments, you kind of see that there, that, that this experience of going out to a party or going to an event, having a drink is about so much more than just alcohol. There are so many elements of hospitality that are important and so many ways you can serve and give someone a great memorable experience. And so being able to do that for 100% of people who come through the door, whether or not they're drinking is something that is really cool and unique to Seedlip that, you know, that's kind of what lights the fire for me and makes me really passionate about it. I was going to say, well, I mean, you kind of answered it a little bit there, but is that kind of why you were able or why you wanted to, to make the jump to, to Seedlip and move out West? Yeah, I, I had already had the plan to move to Los Angeles when, um, Seedlip kind of came across my path and I, I, you know, it was really exciting to me because it was new. And I think um, that has been kind of a consistent, the, the newness and the sort of excitement of the innovation of Seedlip was kind of the thing that really stood out to me. And it's true as far as the creativity of making cocktails as well. I mean, I think for most bartenders, uh, non-alcoholic drinks were sometimes I, I always felt kind of stuck. I didn't really, um, back when I was running bar programs, I found myself not really getting that excited about making cool non-alcoholic drinks because I just didn't really know where to start. And I think that Seedlip provides such a cool opportunity to inspire bartenders with creative flavors because, you know, we're all used to kind of taking a base spirit and then thinking, okay, well, these flavors would go great with this bourbon because of the notes, the, you know, the flavors in the wood that I'm getting or whatever. Um, and having that template or that foundation in an NA product to kind of use as a jumping off point for creativity, I think is, is really nice for bartenders. And um, it's definitely opened my mind into the way that I think about flavor and the way that I think about constructing cocktails. And then your role as national education manager, besides talking to, to fine folks like myself, um, <laughs> what, what does that role entail? Yeah, that, that these are the, this is the fun part. Um, no, it's great. I, you know, I've, I worn a lot of hats cause I was the first full-time employee for Seedlip in the U S. So I've kind of been on the ride and, and gotten to touch a lot of different parts of the brand and do a lot of different things. But currently, um, you know, Prior to March of last year, I was doing a lot of traveling and a lot of events around the country and a lot of visiting new markets, working with our distributor partners and introducing Seedlip to bartenders around the country. Um, and then obviously in the last year, that's been mostly over Zoom and things like that. But I've gotten to do really cool, you know, IG Live masterclasses with different people, you know, retail partners. And um, I still work really closely with a lot of our distributors. We're launching, we've launched Seedlip in 
like 24 new states over the last six months. So we've gotten, you know, I, I get to really be hands-on with education is key, I think for us, because this is such a new product. So, um, you know, I, I get to help introduce and spread the gospel um, to kind of, to everybody from, like you said, from people like you and doing things like this to talking to, you know, bartenders and our accounts and all kinds of stuff. And then for those wondering, you all have three spirits uh, that are available right now, the Grove uh, 42, Spice 94, and Garden 108. Can you just talk a little bit about each a little bit and kind of what, what they bring to the table? Because I know they're they're each done in a certain way to give uh, different flavor profiles, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, they're all very different siblings in the family, as I like to think of them. Uh, I get asked a lot, like, which one's the gin or which one's the rum? Um, and I think it's really important to kind of say that, you know, we did, Seedlip did not set out to replace specific flavor profiles present in alcoholic spirits. So, um, you know, we're not, we don't have a faux whiskey or a faux gin, um, even though we do get compared to gin quite often because of the botanicals, um, you know, there's no juniper in any of the Seedlips. We're not trying to replicate those flavors. Um, we really want them to have their kind of own special vibe. Uh, so with on that note, um, the Seedlip Garden 108 is a kind of our herbal expression. And the 108 stands for all of the numbers associated with the different flavors have a, a special meaning that's kind of like a nerdy fun fact about one of the botanicals. So the 108 is the number of days it takes on average from the time you plant a pea until the time it's ready to be picked. Um, and the garden has English peas hay, spearmint, rosemary, thyme, and hops. So it's super herbaceous and grassy and fresh. Um, delicious as a base spirit for uh, something like an east side or a gimlet. Um, you know, you can make a really fun uh, virgin Bloody Mary with it, um, but also play up those savory notes and make something like a dirty martini. So lots of ways to kind of work with that one. Uh, next, I think up next up is the Grove 42. And that one uh, is our citrus. And so pretty straightforward. This one has lots of flavors that people know and love. Uh, three kinds of orange peel, blood orange, bitter orange, and mandarin. Uh, and then ginger, lemongrass, and lemon. Uh, and this one, you know, really zesty. And we use just the, the peel from the citrus. So nice and kind of like complex citrus, bitter oil flavor. Um, and it's really delicious. We have a, a margarita variation we do with that one, which is delicious. And you can drink these all very simply, like I said earlier, with just a premium tonic water or a premium ginger ale and highball. Um, so you don't have to make crazy complex cocktails with them, although you certainly can. Uh, and then last but not least is the Spice. So Spice 94 um, is was the first seed lip actually that Ben developed. And this one I think is really versatile and fun to mix with. Um, it has allspice, cardamom, grapefruit and lemon peel, American oak bark and cascarilla bark. Um, and so it has like a really kind of almost dusty earthiness to it, but it has great structure from the allspice berry. Uh, it smells very wintry. Sometimes people are like, oh, this smells like Christmas, which definitely makes a great toddy, um, <laughs> but, or an old fashioned variation for sure. But I also really like it in tropical sort of tiki variations because of the allspice it pairs with fruit really well. So that's what, that one's super fun to mix with as well. And so then yeah, those are the three. I was going to say, I mean, and and it's nice that they kind of touch a variety so you can have different options, whether you're doing it at home or, you know, a bartender's trying to come up with different creations. Are, are people kind of shocked the first time they actually get a cocktail with, with Seedlip? Because I would assume they're expecting kind of that old older style maybe, and then they get something like this that is more kind of sophisticated in a sense. 
Yeah, I was I was just talking to a friend about this. Like, you know, I feel like you can do something very simple with Seedlip and kind of blow people's mind, which is really rewarding. <laughs> as a bartender, as a brand ambassador, I get to just like, you know, show them, you know, a really simple application and people are like, wow, look at all this flavor. This is incredible. Because I think we are so used to non-alcoholic drinks being really sweet or kind of two-dimensional. And so introducing these botanical flavors and they are adult flavors, you know, they're not just your kind of run of the mill, you know, flavors that you would find in a LaCroix or something like that. So they are these kind of complex, bitter, uh, herbaceous flavors that people are like very surprised to get in a non-alcoholic application. And I think, you know, they taste adult, which is really what we were after. We want them to taste like an adult drink, even though they don't have booze. I was gonna say you you want to have it like you're out at your 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 fancy restaurant that you're having your night out with your your significant other and you you want it to taste uh, uh, enjoyable and it seems like you guys are are doing that with with, with everything you put out uh, since since you're the the education guru and you enjoy cocktails <laughs> what what are maybe you know one or two cocktails people could try at home with Seedlip? Yeah, I think you know there there are tons of recipes. Uh, on our website, if you want to dive deep into like what all the different, you know, applications are. Um, we've also recently done an e-cocktail book, which was, you know, Seedlip lovers from around the country, actually from around the world. We have international people too that submitted recipes. Um, and so we made a kind of uh, e-cocktail book that's free to download on our website that has fan favorites in it. Um, but for me, I, you know, I'm a tonic lover. I, I really love you know, that kind of like crisp bitterness of tonic water. So a really simple uh, thing that I like to do, if you like tonic, um, I like to mix the seedlip garden with uh, an elder, a splash of elderflower cordial and tonic water or an elderflower tonic uh, and a slice of cucumber. I think that's like really refreshing. It hits the spot for me. Like, even though, you know, we're all kind of working from home these days, it's still, you still want that definition of like my work day's over and now I'm transitioning into my evening or whatever. And that, that drink for me really hits the spot. And then the other one I would say is, um, I mentioned our Grove margarita recipe, but I, th I think that one's really simple to make at home. It's literally just seedlip grove, uh, some agave syrup, a squeeze of fresh lime and a little pinch of salt. And that one, uh, hits the spot and is easy to make as well. And, and then if, if someone's still on the, you know, the edge, like not sure they should, should try seed lip, you know, but it's dry January and they're like, well, I still want my spirits. What, what would you say to them? Uh, you mean like if they wanted to, to make a low ABV option with it or e either that, or just, you know, to actually take the dive in and, and give just it a try in general. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a, January is a great month because, you know, I, not that you have to be doing dry January, but I think all of us are kind of trying to maybe restructure our habits or think about, you know, the intentions we're setting for the year. Um, I just think it's a good time to try something new. It's the beginning of the year. It's, it's, it's a fresh, fresh start. So um, I think it's a perfect time to, to try something new and you don't have to be a master mixologist to enjoy Seedlip, but it is designed to be mixed. And I want to, you know, make sure to say that like, you know, sometimes people will just pour it over ice out of the bottle and try it. And they're kind of like, I don't get it. This doesn't, this doesn't taste like <laughs> what I thought it would. Um, and so, it, you know, it really is meant to be kind of the spirit of your drink, but it is meant to be mixed. So you want to use two ounces of seed lip and then four ounces of your ginger ale to make that highball to get like the really perfect balance of flavor. 
I love that. And you're, you're correct. Whether it's, it's dry January or semi dry January for me, uh, you know, it's, it's a perfect time, time of year to, to start something new and try something new. And uh, Laura, I always like to ask this kind of as my last question, but what's next, next for Seedlip? Cause you, you all are still a relatively young company, uh, about four or five years old. What's, what's next for you all? Yeah. Um, very good question. We, we have lots of exciting plans. Um, and I think, you know, the, the continued sort of competition in the non-alc space is really exciting for us because that means that the category is growing. It means that people's interest in it is growing. Uh, so we actually have a sister brand that we've launched in the UK called Acorn. Um, and we're really excited to finally bring that brand over stateside this year. So look out for that. And I'm I love those liquids. I'm really, really passionate about how delicious they are. And they're, you know, very different than Seedlip, but still part of the family. So excited to expand our offerings there. And then other than that, you know, we've got some new innovations. So, you know, I can't, I can't say too much, but ah, um, darn. <laughs> <laughs> I won't slip up. Um, they don't, they don't let me say the the secrets and I don't actually know them all, but uh, we do have innovation coming with another, you know, another Seedlip extension of our our family in the near future um and you know i think we're just excited to see where where this category grows and like i said we've launched in you know over 20 states uh, in the last year and so just really looking forward to to growing our footprint in the u.s you know working with more retailers and more bars and restaurants becoming more available across the country um you know our our vision at seedlip is uh you know, we're on a mission to, to change the way the world drinks, uh, and we're what to drink when you're not drinking. So we're, we're hoping that, you know, this, this next year will be a, just a really exciting extension of that growth. And yeah. I, I love the, the tagline to drinking when you're, when you're not, you're the drink when you're not drinking, <laughs> yeah. uh, cause it kind of sums it up very, very well for, for what you all hope to be and, and what you all are doing. Yeah. Thank you. And Laura, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to share the Seedlip story. And, and uh, folks, you should give, give them a try for sure. Yeah, we've got, um, you, know, you can definitely check us out. Um, we have a, a great website that has a bunch of information. I said recipes, but also you can order direct at seedlipdrinks.com. It was really great getting to talk to Laura and hear the Seedlip Spirit story because, you know, it is dry January or semi-dry January or, or, you know, maybe just a chance for people to kind of reboot and and uh, scale back a little bit of their um, adult beverage fun but this kind of keeps things adult beverage like and gives you that extra option uh, in your arsenal for drinks so to speak and and i was uh you know like i said fortunate enough to get a few samples in to try haven't gotten to make a ton of recipes yet a few that i've either tried or i'm excited to uh, their Grow 42 cocktail, one that I am really looking forward to trying because it's perfect for my wife as well, is their margarita, uh, which is uh, two ounces of the uh, Grow 42 a tablespoon or yeah, a tablespoon of uh, some agave syrup, some fresh lime juice, some ice. You know, shake it up, a little salt on the rim, lime wheel, and you have a nice little margarita, a non-alcoholic margarita. Pretty much all of them come. You can use a highball f- format. That's what I've tried. And, you know, you get those nice flavors to come through um, from each of them. Uh, you can use ginger ale or, you know, some other type of uh, topper, so to, so to speak. Uh, another one that I think is, is great uh, for those that love a good uh, uh, Kentucky mule or uh, something on those lines, the Spice 94 has a spiced mule, 
uh, you know, one and a half ounces of seed lip spice, 94, some ginger nectar, uh, some fresh lime, and a little bit of soda. And uh, basically, you've got a uh, spiced mule drink, uh, just like you would uh, any other time of the year. Uh, so like I said, they, they got a lot of cool recipes. You can check out our Instagram and social media pages as we'll be uh, highlighting some of those uh, over the rest of the month. And remember, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hop Spirits, all one word. Uh, while you're there, don't forget to check out some of our friends of the show like Dad's on the Deck and One Sip Beer Review. One Sip Beer Review does near daily beer reviews, has awesome giveaways, and they have a whole lot of fun. That's at One Sip Beer Review on Instagram. And like I said right before our interview with Laura, don't forget to join our Drinking Buddies Club. It's a fun way to win things and also keep up with the show. And our very first giveaway uh, has a lot of cool things. It features not just one, but five different beers as we clean out our beer fridge for the holidays. And guess what you can win when you sign up? And it's all free. You can win a 450 North uh, Brewing Dragon Layer Slushy XL, a Country Boy Nacho Bait Habanera Blonde Ale, one of my favorites. And yes, you do get that kick there. The Dayton Beer Company Java Man Cometh Coffee Stout. A uh, nice little coffee stout there for those folks. A Dortmunder Gold Lager from Great Lakes Brewing. And then uh, because it's dry January, we throw in a free wave double hop IPA from Athletic Brewing. So you can win all five of those. All you got to do is join our email club, The Drinking Buddies. Go to any of our social media uh, pages, click the link, and it'll take you there. It's free, simple. All it takes is a, you know less than a minute, and you're signed up to win. That's the Drinking Buddies Giveaway Club. And we'll be doing monthly giveaways. Sometimes it'll be swag from those that we've talked to. Other times it'll be something out of our beer fridge. And who knows, uh, for the whiskey lovers, bourbon lovers, we might have a few samples that we want to share with you all as well. So just check out our social media pages, click the link, and then sign up for our Drinking Buddies Club. And until next time, cheers, everyone.